Asterisks. Welcome back to another episode of Ad Aster, and today we have the pleasure of interviewing Ariana Thornton. Ariana is a junior attending Phillips Exeter Academy. She is an avid reader of poetry and historical fiction, has 12 years of experience in the fine arts, and is passionate about environmental activism. She writes for her school newspaper and the student-led environmental publication Ecosystem, and her creative writings and artworks have earned regional and national scholastic awards. Outside of class, she co-founded and leads her school's Ocean Awareness and Action Club and enjoys drinking herbal tea in the cafeteria. So welcome, Ariana. We're so excited to have you. This is Caroline, and we're also joined by Zara today. So yeah, I think Zara will kick us off. You have accomplished a lot over, you know, the course of your life or as in your, I guess, career as a writer. So if you could tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today as a person, a writer or a storyteller. Sure. So I have been passionate about writing since I was little. I think it's something that just came to me ever since I remembered, just like writing down um, little stories. And if I saw a Disney movie on the TV, I would like write it down on blank printer paper in my own words, like with big crayon and all of that. And I always like to make believe and things like that. Uh, so I think it's just been um, a, na- a very natural journey moving through writing and like finding the parts of writing that I especially enjoy, which is poetry and personal narratives. And it's part of myself that I'm very glad to have. That's really beautiful. And I really like the idea of how starting from our roots and make-believe and retelling stories kind of leads to the authentic creation of our own stories and our own reality through writing. So that's really wonderful and kind of related to that we're curious about the inspiration behind your work presently um, and particularly behind your chat book and just kind of what inspired you to write the pieces included in that and potentially what inspired you as well to um, publish a chat book itself yeah so one of my main inspirations for a lot of the poetry that i've been writing recently in my chat book is Warson Shire's poetry chapbook, Teaching My Mother How to Give Birth, which I read last year in English class. And basically up until that point, all the poetry that I had heard or read before was like very defined or not really about the topics or like settings that I really resonated to. I didn't read, I didn't get to read many authors of color, for example, and Worsenshire is a um, a British Somali poet. And I just found her writings to just be so compelling. They were about like femininity and immigration and family and mothers. And every poem just hit me so much every time. And I wanted the things I write to be full of emotion like that, because um, when I write, I think to myself, like, what's the point of writing if you don't make someone or yourself feel something? So that is the style of poetry that led me to sort of experiment on my own time. Like, oh, I have all these stories from my past and from my childhood that I've never really framed or like spoken or shared in a way that Warson Shire has. So why don't I try to do this? And once I wrote it down, I found myself that 
I really like the sound of it and the feel of it. So why don't I try more? So it's kind of like gone on from that moment. For young people who are looking to publish their work or publish chapbooks, what was the process behind publishing it and how how did you go about publishing it? Okay, so I already had like these 14 of my poems written. And I think once you have like a, a good amount of poems written is when you can sort of start the process of thinking about how you're going to design and publish your chapbook. And I did a lot of research on YouTube and with like Amazon's um, Kindle Direct Publishing site or KDP. And there's a lot of, of really great uh, websites and accounts and blogs out there that I was just like, I was just consuming all of that information, like learning about, oh, this is how you can like design your margins this way and like section breaks, like page numbering. And what really helped me was looking at other poetry books that I enjoyed and seeing how they like design their pages and their formats and everything. And if you look at like KDP's like help sites, it's very, I think it's a very straightforward process once you get your like manuscript out, um, like a cover designed, you can go and like publish it and it reviews like any errors or mistakes that you may have made for you and you can go back and correct it. So I think it's, it's, such like a, a really great and simple, straightforward way to go about publishing your work. Our next question is kind of about like the title behind your chapbook, Creation Stories. And we love to see that Creation Story was one of the poems published in Astrolit. And we're curious about how um, you think that poem might be reminiscent of the entire chapbook or what the significance behind that title and concept is. Yeah, so Creation Stories, the title of my chapbook, is a double meaning. It certainly does refer to the last poem in the book, which is titled Creation Story. But it also refers to how the chapbook as a whole um, deals with stories from my childhood and the events from my childhood that had a large impact on like the person I have become today. And so in this way, like the whole chat book is like my like creation stories, so to speak. And I thought it was pretty cool how creation story also has like a biblical or mythological um, connotation. And with the cover design, you'll see that there are these hands lifting this like um, fabric that um, has like all these different objects on it, like a telephone, like a Saturn replica, um, a plant. And that to me was sort of supposed to represent like this still life setup. Like when, when you go into like a painting studio and you wanna paint a still life, then you, you set up all these objects together with a lamp and you organize them in a way that's like aesthetically pleasing. And in this way, I wanted to capture how all these different like little fragmented events came together to form like this cohesive like narrative of, of how like the painting has come to be. That's so that's so cool. And um, why did you decide to publish a chapbook in that in the very particular format that you use? We noticed sort of like this very interesting, especially in um, the poem creation story, like you had you separated it into like segments like one, two, three, four, five. That was very intriguing to us. And also, um, why did you decide to publish it in, in high school? And what did you learn from that experience? 
All right, so for the first question, um, the different sections, I think um, it just represents the, the, the times, you know, if you break up someone's life into these main particular moments, you'd want to like categorize them like, okay, this is first and this is next. And it's just a, a way to sort of organize the thought process, I guess. And also a little reminiscent of uh, religious texts, you know, you like number the verses and things like that. So that was the reason behind that. And what was the second question? Why did you decide to publish a chat, a chat book in high school? And what did, you, what did you learn from that experience? Well, I wanted to publish a chat book now because I could. And um, during the summer, it's like, oh, I have a bunch of time and I have these poems. And I just, I just love like creating and designing things. And art is another one of my passions. So I wanted to try something out and have something in print that I could say like, hey, I made this and it's my first time. And so that's what I went and did. Um, now we're actually going to ask you to read a poem you wrote called Persimmon Tree, which was published in our spring 2022 issue. We really, really did enjoy that poem. And we actually recently fit, uh, featured it on our Instagram page as well. Sure. Persimmon Tree. A stranger dragged a knife through our persimmon tree, Ma's Shizushu. You and I squatted over front yard fruit splattered over uncut grass. You cursed the vandal. I scooped my small finger through golden wounds and sucked. Is it a blessing or a curse to remember that Shizushu with trunk sun arced like an old woman, the beloved pill bugs and clotted cream petals of my childhood? That tree of seven virtues, longevity, large shade, free of bird nests, free of pests, frosted leaves to play with, edible fruits, leaves broad as pages of books that rested in your china vase. That night when it shattered, loud words and vase swept off the table by his large hand, water spilled out like bile, my small wet cheek pressed into the carpet, red as persimmons, 911 to your ear, rattling of car keys and closing of garage door as he fled. In the divorce, my shizushu deserted. I remember you pulling up your sleeves and pant legs, showing your mottled pollen-colored skin and all the places where he hurt you. With my own breasts flowering, lips maturing, curves lengthening and filling out, I wonder what it means to be a woman, and I weep for the persimmon tree. Beautiful, beautiful piece with so much meaning in every single line. Um, and. I'm sure there are lots of different kind of threads of meaning and inspiration that went into it, but I really liked the way you separated with slashes and spaces in between and how that's like a repeated motif throughout. And I was wondering about that like organizational structure and also just any other inspiration that went into the poem. Yeah, um, with the, the slashes in between lines, um, 
I mean, part of that was inspired by modern online poetry that I had read, and part of it was just to represent sort of like the the like the breaking between different words. Like it's like kind of the memory of it is kind of like unfluid, you know, it's like broken up into different pieces. And um, yeah, as I mentioned before, this poem was one of many that was like very experimental. And so I wasn't really following the kind of rigid or monotonous format that I had previously done where the whole poem, it would be like the same kind of like format. It's just like line break, line break, line break. And um, this is the period of time where I was really experimenting with um, different ways to organize words and like, oh, I can incorporate like prose in this poem and like have these lines like go here instead of like all run down a straight line. So a lot of it is is just like spontaneous decision and looking at it and saying like, oh, I think that feels right. I'm, I'm especially um, fascinated by your description of the persimmon tree, especially uh, that tree of seven virtues. Um, can you explain a little bit about um, the inspiration behind that line or like how you came up with that very particular tangible description? Yeah, so that is actually referring to um, the description of a persimmon tree that I found online in like a Chinese dictionary. It's like the, the definition of the persimmon tree in that Chinese dictionary was exactly as it was stated in there. Like it listed the seven virtues of the persimmon. And I just found that so poetic and so like creative. And it like it captured like the feeling of the poem. And so I wanted to include it in there. I think the Chinese dictionary's name is like it's from like ancient times. It's called like I'm not sure the exact pronunciation, but um yeah, it, it can be found, found online. I thought it was really cool. That's awesome. It's really cool to think of how all these different things, there's like life experiences and there's just like the definitions of Chinese dictionaries that we serendipitously like come across that can all influence um, the art that you create. I think that's really beautiful. Um, yeah, so... I think our next question, we're just going to ask a bit about your experience kind of with competition writing and like the teen writing sphere, Um, because clearly you've had a lot of success with that. And we're wondering just when and how did you start submitting your writing for competitions and awards and things like that? So I think when I was in eighth grade, I submitted to the Scholastic Writing Awards for the first time. I had written a poem in English class called Where I'm From, and the teacher really liked it to the point where she was like, oh, you should submit this to Scholastic. And I was like, oh, Scholastic, what is that? And I was a little like, I was a little like nonchalant about it at first. Like, oh, I like, I don't know if this is like really that big of a deal, but um, I, like it was the very last day and I was like, okay, let's submit it then. And it ended up uh, winning a gold medal. So I think with a lot of these competitions, it's just, you may not think your your work is, is very good, but I mean, sometimes it's the message and the, the emotions that really come through. So I, it's like, 
I really encourage anyone to just go for it. You know, don't second guess yourself. Do you have any advice for younger teen writers looking to um, submit work to magazines or competitions? Is there anything that you would like to say to, to them? Don't doubt yourself. There's always room to improve, keep on growing, and enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. We really, really valued this conversation and your time and um, all the art you bring into the world. Oh, thank you so much. Well, yeah, my chapbook is on Amazon. So I would appreciate if anyone like checked it out and um, I mean, leave me a review. I'd always love to hear what people have to say. So Ariana's chat book is called Creation Stories. Uh, so please go check it out on Amazon and you can find her on Instagram at ar.i.tistic. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful getting to talk to you and we'll see you next time, asterisks. <laughs>